0: the puck already i came out the whole line already and he's in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown i would be honored if you played football for this team one up above his head they can't jump and they die late oh tackle him in the corner. who can make a play i can who can make a play i can <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what's going on guys? It's Matt back at it again today, Tuesday, October 23rd. Got a, uh, probably a pretty decent sized podcast for you guys today. We'll be going over the last, uh, five games of Sunday that I did not get a chance to do yesterday. And then obviously go over the Monday night football game as well. Give us six games to go over uh, due to, to due to some time constraints that I will have tomorrow I will not be able to put out a podcast got some stuff going on with the real life job that unfortunately pays me to do stuff that I necessarily don't want to do and I've got to go take care of that tomorrow uh, so I will not be able to do a podcast um, I'm going to give you guys the players that I messed up on. Today, since pretty much all of our fantasy rankings and points and everything are done uh, as the game, uh, last night kind of ended the week 7 week, obviously. And then what I will likely do is Thursday, I will give you guys my top 10 at each position. Uh, If I have a chance, I'll go ahead and try and jump on Wednesday and throw something out, but it'll be really late Wednesday as, like I said, I've got some stuff that's going to hold me over uh, longer than I'd prefer to be... uh, Longer than I prefer to at work tomorrow, so I will not be home as early as usual. So, no real big breaking news today, so we won't do anything news-wise. The only thing major I'll touch on real quick is Le'Veon Bell still hasn't reported. Uh, That stuff kind of came out as I was recording yesterday. didn't want to break off from breaking down the games to get into that. Figured I'd just address it at the start of this podcast. So, with him not... Returning yet, uh, he's obviously not likely going to play this week. Uh, If you've been holding him up till this point, I I can't imagine you can do anything else except for hold him. Uh, A lot of the talk is, and I put this out on Twitter yesterday too, and I firmly believe what's going to happen is he is going to stay out until October 30th. Uh, And the point of that is so that he can't get traded. He's come out and said that he doesn't want to be traded. If he were to come back now, uh, for whatever reason, there's a lot of talk around the NFL that the Steelers would likely trade him. Uh, I think he has obviously come out and said that he wants to stay with Pittsburgh. I don't honestly see that happening. Uh, but for whatever reason, he has in his head that he thinks he can get a, a deal done with Pittsburgh. No, I guess it, it's business, no hard feelings. Maybe Pittsburgh at the end of this year and next year, if they you know end up winning a bunch of games and making it to the playoffs, won't hold too much against Bell for the holdout this year. But... Uh, I don't think he signs with them again next year, but that's what he wants, so we'll see what happens. But again, likely not coming back until at least October 30th. That's when he'll have to report uh, if he wants to try and get in the amount of games, the six games that he needs uh, to make sure that uh, he gets a full season counted for him so he can go into free agency, as the Steelers can put him on a conditional two-week list where those weeks don't actually count, so he has to come back. Uh, Before Week Ten, so that's really it for news. Nothing, nothing else really, uh, you know, relevant for fantasy and everything. So we'll go ahead and jump right into the rest of the game, starting with probably one of the worst games, at least to watch, uh, yesterday on Sunday, the Buffalo Bills losing to the Indianapolis Colts five to thirty-seven. So, for Buffalo here, obviously, Derek Anderson was horrible at the quarterback position. Just 175 yards, three interceptions. Uh, Got you four points in fantasy. I think that was kind of expected, though. Uh, He's an older quarterback, kind of has just been in the offense for two weeks. I can't imagine they expected him to really come out there and just fling it and light people up. Even Indianapolis defense has actually been fairly good this year compared to years prior. So... I I didn't expect much out of him. I wouldn't expect him to be much better this week. Assuming he's going to be the starting quarterback. I don't see how the bills could go back to Nathan Peterman, but he is an option for them in the rushing attack here. So LaShawn McCoy got knocked out fairly early in the game. Just got the two carries for one yard. Um, he is in the concussion protocol right now. Uh, Chris Ivory stepped up in his stead and actually played really good. In my opinion, at least got 81 yards on 16 carries. Uh, and also added 25 yards uh, in the passing game was by far – Uh, The lead back there had Marcus Murphy a little bit uh, contending behind him, which Marcus Murphy actually had a fairly good game for fantasy as well, but Ivory got you the 12 points, uh, and then Marcus Murphy uh, added, again, 53 yards on just four carries uh, with the long being that 30-yard run, and then added uh, 17 yards in the passing game. Uh, There's a chance, I think there's a high chance that McCoy misses again this week, so if you have him and for whatever reason you didn't, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, guys? I apologize. Handcuff him, uh, with Chris Ivory. You've got to get Chris Ivory right now. Uh, Ivory did suffer a little bit of an injury in that game, but he's expected to be fine. Uh, so I'd imagine he gets a bulk of the carries here. Uh, he, I'm sure he'll still split time with Marcus Murphy. Marcus Murphy might be a, a smart pickup as well. Uh, could get you some points, uh, uh, in the receiving game, like we talked about on Friday's podcast, really it was just Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, he got you 71 yards on four catches. And, again, they had a pretty good connection in Carolina. When uh, when Derek Anderson was there, got you the nine points. Really nobody else came through for you in fantasy. Zay Jones got you four points with three catches on 27 yards. For the Colts side of things, so Andrew Luck comes through for you yet again, uh, getting you 156 yards, which is not that great, but gets you the four touchdowns touchdowns which obviously helps uh didn't have to throw the ball 50 times which is also good uh, for luck got you 22 points uh in this game for the running backs obviously Marlon Mack had a huge week in his full return back uh as the starting running back here for the Colts getting you getting you 30 points getting 126 yards on the ground uh got you a touchdown as well on 19 carries and then added 33 yards and a touchdown as well in the receiving game. I would pump the brakes a little bit here on Mac. I know a lot of Mac believers are going to talk about how, well, hey, this is the guy we've we've seen and we know, and this is the guy he's always been. Let's hold up. If you really do a deep dive into the stats in this game, both Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins ran really good and even better than what Mack did. I think a lot of it was just this defense. This defense was just getting gashed by the run all day long. I need to see it again out of Marlon Mack again. He didn't do so well last week. I mean, he did have 80 yards. I'll give him that. He looked decent, uh, but I would not use this game as a whole. Marlon Mack is back, Mack attack, he's back, all that stuff. yet. Yeah, let's let's hold off. You know, like I said, Naheem Hines, 47 yards Jordan Wilkins, 46 yards. They had averaged 9.4 and 7 yards a carry. Mack only averaged 6.6. So, I'm just, uh, I wouldn't jump too much in. I know all those Mac people out there who believe in him or truthers and all this stuff think he's, you know, God's gift to men or fantasy owners, however you want to put it. I, I would just hold up just a bit. Uh, Because I am a little worried that this is a little bit of fool's gold with Mack. For their wide receivers here, T.Y. Hilton was literally the only player to come through for you. Getting you 16 points uh, in fantasy. Did get kind of gifted two touchdowns there in the red zone. Really only had the 25 yards, four catches, but again got the two touchdowns for you. Eric Ebron had himself a, a bad day compared to what he usually does with just three catches and 31 yards. But... You know, getting you 4.6, uh, 4.6 points in fantasy. On to the next game, which we have the Houston Texans blowing out the Jacksonville Jaguars 20-7. So, for Houston, Deshaun Watson, yet again, man, I, I really think it's time to panic on him. If you weren't already, I think you have to now. Again, I... I understand this is Jacksonville's defense, even though they've kind of gotten beaten up the past couple of weeks. It's still Jacksonville. They're a great defense. He put up 10 points in fantasy, Deshaun Watson did. I mean, this has not been good. This is, you know, almost the third week in a row that he's done this. Two weeks in a row. But, you know, he's got three out of his seven weeks that he's barely put up over 10 points. You know, again... He's just reading his fantasy scores here for you right now. 14 in Week 1, 23 in Week 2, 26 in Week 3, 32 in Week 4, 22 in Week 5, and then 9 and 10. He's just been inconsistent in my opinion. Uh, I'd be extremely worried about him. I mean, if you've got him in redraft leagues, I might start starting somebody over him. Obviously, in Dynasty, chances are you either drafted him higher, or you paid a lot to get him. So I imagine you don't have anybody else you can play in his stead. Uh, for running backs here, Lamar Miller had himself a day pretty much telling me to go F myself uh, after I said that I thought he was mediocre. Uh, at 100, and, 100 yards on the ground with a touchdown, did get you negative one in the receiving game? So, ha! ha you suck, Lamar Miller. Huh? Oh, I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, you actually had yourself a pretty good game, uh, but came through for you in fantasy with 16 points. Nobody else in this running back uh, little group did anything. Again, though, Dante Foreman has a chance to be activated this week, and if you're a Lamar Miller uh, owner. Or if you want to spite the Lamar Miller owner, if he's out there on your waiver wires, I would get him because I think he has a chance to to be uh, someone who produces for you here at the end of the end of the regular uh, season for fantasy and into the playoffs. For wide receivers, uh, their best wide receiver, uh, you know. It, it, not surprising, is their best wide receiver in DeAndre Hopkins for fantasy. Got you 12.5 points, of course, most of that coming in the fact that he got a touchdown just 50 yards on three catches. Will Fuller had uh, six catches for 68 yards, giving you 9.8 points in fantasy. So, all in all, a, a good game here for Houston. On Jacksonville's side, I mean, it was just pathetic. So, Blake Bortles... Yet again, just bordering his way to below the mediocrity here, getting you just, I, I mean, it was horrible. Five point, five points, that's it. Five points in fantasy. 61 yards, um, I I don't know if you can trust him. If you were trusting him, I'm sorry. You know, I, in all honesty, have him on a couple of my dynasty teams. I think it's just time to go. I'd rather start a a zero at that position than start Blake Bortles. Uh, Cody Kessler was brought in, uh, looked decent uh, at times, but then struggled on the others, 156 yards One touchdown, one interception got you 10 points in fantasy. Uh, Running backs here. So TJ Yeldon, again, had himself a good day. It's really going to be interesting to see what he does now with Carlos Hyde likely becoming the starting back this coming week as he's allowed the whole week to kind of get integrated into this offense. Uh, Got you 15 points in fantasy. You know, just the 28 yards on the ground. Um for Yeldon here, but he did add 40 yards and the touchdown, obviously, and that's what he excels at, and I I expect that that's what they'll use him or that's how they'll utilize him once Hyde kind of becomes a bigger part of this uh, running back backfield is that Hyde will kind of be what he was in Cleveland. He'll be the first, second down back, uh, and then Yeldon will be used more in a receiving role, which is where he excels, and he showed it again in this game is where most of his points came from. In the receiving game for them, really the only player to come through for you was Dante Moncrief, who got you 76 yards on seven grabs. Um, You know, for fantasy, only one who got you in double digits with 11.1 points. Uh, DJ Chark, who had a pretty good connection with Cody Cussler most of the game, was your next best, getting you 31 yards on four catches. Um, Doug Marone has come out and said that Blake Bortles will be the starter going into next week for the Jaguars, but that he is on a short leash. Um, I don't really know if that means anything for fantasy. Uh, In my opinion, Kessler did not look horrible, Uh, but I would imagine that if Bortles can, you know, somehow Bortle his way to mediocrity like he's done in the past, this offense would be better out there with him. And obviously, it would be much better if they had Fournette, but it looks like Fournette's going to be out for a while. So... I mean, if if I were you guys, TJ Yeldon is probably the only guy that I would start just because I think his role could be fairly well-defined in that receiving back role once Carlos Hyde comes back. I wouldn't be able to trust anybody else on this offense. The next game, we've got New Orleans barely beating the 20, the Baltimore Ravens 24-23. to 23. So for New Orleans, Drew Brees here had himself just another okay day. 16 points in fantasy which is 212 yards in the air and got you the two touchdowns. Uh, But this is kind of what it seems like he's become the past couple years. He's not really throwing for a lot of yards like he was before. The touchdowns obviously help, um, but I I would seriously be worried about his production going forward. I just don't see him putting up the yards uh, that a lot of Drew Brees owners are used to in the running back or further running backs here Alvin Kamara had the best day out of uh, all out of the two that were using three if you include Taysom Hill Kamara had 64 yards on the ground with a touchdown uh, on 17 carries did add 11 yards in the receiving game came through with 14 points in fantasy uh, You know, Mark Ingram here, just five points in fantasy, really did nothing. 32 yards on the ground and then added 10 yards in the air. Um, I, I don't imagine that it'll be that kind of diverse going forward. I imagine it'll be closer in carries and Kamara getting more catches than Mark Ingram did. I think it was just a weird game for these guys. It felt like they were in a hurry up a lot. They were, you know, going forward on fourth down multiple times at the beginning of this game when it wasn't even... Uh, It was an extremely close game. New Orleans, if they get stopped on one of those, and maybe Baltimore turns around and scores, could have ended up winning this game. So, uh, just a weird game altogether. I'd kind of throw out all the the stats on this one, and just take what you got from the Saints side of things. At least in and Drew Brees and Kamara and Ingram. Uh, for the wide receivers here, uh, Michael Thomas finally comes through for you. Been struggling with drops a little bit in this game. Uh, and even the one before their bye. Uh, but did come through for you in this one with 16 points. Got you 7 catches on 69 yards and a touchdown. And then got to see a little bit of Traquan Smith as well. Uh, got you uh, 5 points in fantasy with 44 yards. On, uh, and, and three catches. And then, of course, Drew Brees is a favorite option, apparently, as he said in an interview after the game. Ben Watson comes through for you at tight end if you happen to have started him with 43 yards and a touchdown as well. On Baltimore's side here, so Joe Flacco uh, came through for you in fantasy, in my opinion. Got you 279 yards. Uh, Did get you the two touchdowns. Um, Like I said, I've liked what I've seen from Joe Flacco so far this year. Um, You know, just under 20 points, 19 points in fantasy. Uh, I think he's been really good. Whether that was the the drafting of Lamar Jackson's kind of lit a fire under him. Whatever is going on, he's looked to be back to that quote-unquote elite quarterback. Uh, a lot of people would talk about all the time on, you know, sports podcasts and on and different broadcasts talking about if he was elite. Um, you know, I, I like what he's done lately. I like the way this offense is flowing. I think he's someone you can trust going forward. For the running backs here, Alex Collins had the best day. Not that that's saying much. Uh, just thirty-eight yards um, on eleven carries. Uh, did get you. 6.3 yard or 6.3 yards, 6.3 points in fantasy as he added 10 yards uh, in the air as well uh, for them. Javoris Allen did absolutely nothing, getting you just 3 points in fantasy with 3 catches and 21 yards. For the receivers here, though, John Brown, as I said on the podcast Friday, came through big time here. 7 catches, 134 yards, and a touchdown. He has just continued to look good since coming back from that sickle cell stuff with he was dealing with when he was at Arizona. Got you 22 points in fantasy. Michael Crabtree had an okay day for you as well here, getting you 9 points in fantasy with 5 catches and 66 yards. Again, as I've said before, in my opinion, at least these are the only two guys that you can trust. Um, I don't trust any of the tight ends though. Mark Andrews did have a touchdown catch and I do love Mark Andrews out of Oklahoma, the rookie. I think he has a chance to be their number one tight end, but I don't think that happens until next year but I did want to throw that in there real quick Uh, but John Brown and Michael Crabtree for me are the only two guys that you can trust here and if I had to choose between the two I would take Brown because I think he's got more upside he's he just by far more of a a downfield threat than uh, than Crabtree is at this point in his career I think Crabtree is by far just a uh, a possession receiver so I would definitely take John Brown uh, not that I think you can go wrong with either one of them, but for like I said, for me, brown. Uh, next up, we've got the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Redskins. Uh, oh, wait a minute! I forgot. We got to go back a minute. So we had something very bad happen in that New Orleans Saints Baltimore Ravens game, as as Justin Tucker m- missed a kick. Holy shnikes. This is not good for my image. All joking aside, you know, it happens. Justin Tucker, I think that's his first missed kick literally since high school. He had not missed a extra point or a field goal from 33 yards or um, up to 33 yards since high school. Dude has been Mr. Automatic. It sucked to see that happen because it really looked like that... Uh, Raven Saints game was going to go to overtime. I honestly, deserved to go overtime. You know, if you saw the the video of what happened, it looked like Justin Tucker's soul left his body uh, with the look on his face after that kick. So, sucked to happen to him. I mean, sure for any fantasy owners, they hated to see that happen as well. Uh, but it does happen, even to the best kickers in the game, and he is by far one of them. So now, on to the Dallas Cowboys-Washington Redskins game. Uh, so, the Dallas Cowboys ended up losing 17-20 for Dallas here. Dak Prescott, hey... Finally got over 250 yards passing. Awesome. Well, let's let's go, Dak. 273 yards and a touchdown. He added 33 yards and a touchdown on the ground as well, getting you 24 points in fantasy. The second week in a row that he's gotten you plus 20 uh, in fantasy. And I think again, as I talked about last week and on Friday's podcast, if they continue to run this offense, I actually kind of like that. And I hate to admit that because it. It hurts me in places I don't want to discuss on this podcast. But I think Dak is going to continue to be good if they continue to run the offense this way. Obviously, getting Amari Cooper should help them. They're on a bye this week. So getting him integrated into this offense, I think, could probably only help them. I'm still kind of a little unsure about how I feel Cooper coming over here is going to help this offense. But I mean, if he can literally, if literally he can come back and play like he did a couple years ago. There's no harm in bringing over a guy like that, and we'll see what happens with them. Again, if, if he can do anything like he did in 2016, I think the sky's the limit for Dak Prescott and this offense. Uh, in the running For the running backs here, Ezekiel Elliott was just horrible. 33 yards on 15 carries, got you just 5.2 points in fantasy, and that's just because he added a whopping 9 yards in the passing game. Uh, yeah, not nine yards for Zeke Elliott in the passing game. And did I tell you guys? Wait, wait, hey, I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah, never mind. It was just 30, 33 yards rushing, 30, 33 yards. Wow. So, Zeke sucked. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Zeke sucked this week. Uh, But it is what it is. You guys kind of have to take that. If you drafted Zeke, he rarely gives you these games. I think the last time he's given you a game this bad was back in Week 2 against Denver last year. You just got to deal with it. Every once in a while, studs are going to have a bad game. Todd Gurley would tell you otherwise, but then again, Todd Gurley did kind of have a bad year. So let's just calm down on everybody talking about Zeke sucks and all this stuff. It's a bad game. Calm down. He'll be okay. Come back in Week 9 when they return off their bye, and I guarantee you he'll be just fine. For the receivers here, Michael K. Gallup again looking good. 81 yards on three receptions and a touchdown. Uh, I I talked about it in my rookie stuff again the beginning of the year. I love this guy. I thought he had a chance to be a huge breakout star for the Cowboys if Dak could just get him the ball deep down the field. His touchdown pass the way he ran after the catch was just awesome. I love this kid. He, he has the ability I think to be the number one wide receiver there for him. And I think Amari Cooper could help with that. Uh, putting Amari Cooper on the other side could relax some coverage going to Gallup's side. He did get you 15 points in fantasy. Uh, Colt Beasley got you 9 points in fantasy with 56 uh, yards on 7 catches. And then Alan Hearns as well finally showed up in a box score, 74 yards with 5 catches, getting you 8.9 points in fantasy. On Washington's side here, so Alex Smith had himself, well, really, an Alex Smith kind of day yet again. Got you 12 points in fantasy, a whopping 12, so, you know, hope you guys started him, with 178 yards and 1 touchdown. That's Alex Smith, guys. Uh, I mean, we can't say it any other way. That is Alex Smith. That's what he's continued to be. I think that's what he's going to be going forward. He's just right there in the middle of the pack. He's going to give you those 20-plus games, but most of the time he's going to be right there in between 15 and 10 and just going to have to deal with it. In the rushing attack here, Adrian Peterson had himself another good game, and I swear... Dude, Adrian Peterson, whatever, wherever you found the fountain of youth at, bro, just keep drinking it, because you were doing an awesome job. 99 yards on 24 carries, Uh, you know, did get eight yards in the in the passing game. But whatever coming through for you in fantasy with 11 points. You know, at least in my opinion, coming through for you because I'd never expected him to do anything. I I feel like at this point, I have to admit I was wrong on Adrian Peterson because I thought he was going to have one or two good games. And yet here he is still in week eight putting up points. Uh, Capri Bibbs, though, had the best game out of the running backs, but that was mostly due to his touchdown and 43 yards in the receiving game. Really didn't do anything on the ground with just 13 yards. And again, Bo, coming through for you in fantasy with 13 points. And really, that's all that matters to us. Uh, For wide receivers, here here so josh doxson uh surprisingly was was their best wide receiver getting you whopping five points in fantasy uh with just the 42 catches uh 42 yards on three catches man i keep saying the catches first man i apologize about that guys uh maurice hurst was the only other person who really did anything with three points in fantasy had 22 yards on just the three catches and then of course jordan reed here just yet again struggling to put up any kind of points uh yeah, just 5.3 points for fantasy with uh, 43 yards on the two catches. And I think he needs to be lumped in with Antonio Gates and Kyle Rudolph uh, as just these guys who are extremely touchdown dependent to get you guys your points in fantasy. But as I've discussed before, you know, tight end is just a fantasy wasteland this year. So you're just going to kind of have to take the good and the bad whenever you get it. Uh, our next game here in our last Afternoon game was the Los Angeles Los Angeles Rams beating the San Francisco Forty Nine ers 39 to ten. Los Angeles here staying undefeated, going two seven and zero behind Jared Goff here, who had an okay day. Um, I think a lot of his. Production here really came from Todd Gurley turning a a touchdown pa- uh, a short pass into a touchdown, but 202 yards and two touchdowns, getting you 16 points in fantasy. I think he, he's easily trustable now. Again, I've I've been saying for weeks that I apologize for saying that he's a game manager. He's obviously proved that he is not a game manager anymore. I think still a lot of this his upside comes from Sean McVay, but Sean McVay is his coach and going to be his coach for a while. So I think you can trust him. It's hard to. Predict Goff to continue putting up points like this because he, rel- he usually throws right around 24 passes, which in the NFL these days is actually a fairly low number. Most quarterbacks on the low side are throwing 27, and Goff's throwing even less than that. Uh, but with the weapons he has, you just have to imagine he's going to keep coming through. Uh, so I think if you've got him, I think he's going to easily continue to be a top 10-ish quarterback. I can't imagine most people have uh, you know, two top ten quarterbacks on the team. So I think golf is definitely worth playing every week. Uh for the running backs, I mean, I don't even know if we really need to talk about how Todd Gurley is anymore or how good he is, but 63 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, then add another twenty-three yards and a touchdown in the receiving game, coming through with twenty-eight point six points, and he is actually on pace now to break the Danian Tomlinson offensive scoring year that was just miraculous with, I believe it was 31 touchdowns. Todd Gurley is on pace right now for 32 touchdowns. Could end up being the highest scoring fantasy player of all time if he stays on this pace, and I just I don't know who's going to be able to stop him. Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody has been able to. A lot of people were hoping, or not hoping, but thinking that Minnesota – would be able to do something when they played each other uh, on that Thursday night game and Minnesota couldn't stop them either. Of course, we all know that uh, he'll get stopped somehow in the fantasy playoffs when, when we all need him to come through for like just a regular old 12 points from Todd Gurley and somehow in the fantasy playoffs someone will shut him down and get him like five points and cost you a fantasy matchup, but that's how things go. Uh, for the wide receivers here in L.A., uh, Brandon Cooks was your best receiver on the day, getting you 15 points in the fantasy game, uh, coming off the of 64 yards on four catches with a touchdown. Robert Woods, again, just continues to ball out for you. Got you 10 points in fantasy with 78 yards on five catches. So, Josh Reynolds here was someone I thought was going to have a decent game as stepping into the Cooper Cup role. He did not do much. Just got you two points in fantasies. He only had the one catch uh, for 19 yards. And I think you can actually fade Josh Reynolds. I would not worry too much about him. Uh, so a lot of stuff that I've been reading talks about how Sean McVay has come out and said that he expects Gerald Everett to kind of take over a lot of the in the middle of the field stuff that Cooper Cup used to do to make him so relevant. If that's the case, and I don't think Josh Reynolds has real any fantasy value because I feel like Josh Josh uh, Jared Goff is going to target Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, Bobert on the outside there, uh, and they're going to get a lot more of the targets and then possibly lean more on Gerald Everett in the middle of the field on the 49 ers side of the ball here. So CJ Bethard came back to earth a little bit, uh, getting you 10 points in fantasy on 170 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions, uh, looked, you know, like the CJ Bethard of old that nobody could trust and nobody wanted to play. Uh, Raheem Moser continues to come through in the rushing attack for the 49ers, uh, you know, Matt Breida did leave early in this game with an injury. I don't think Matt Breida, I've said before, is a, an every-down back. I don't think he has the size for it. Uh, just got, I think it was six carries is what I have uh, here for him. So just not a, I'm sorry, he had five carries for 15 yards. But Raheem Moser came through for you. 7 carries on 59 yards, and then also added 19 yards on 4 catches. Uh, And I think he's a lot like Jarek McKinnon, which is why they like using him so much, and I feel like he's being used fairly well. They did want Jarek McKinnon. They brought him over in the offseason, so if they can get a player who's somewhat like him, I think that's a good sign. In the receiving game here, so Marquise Goodwin did absolutely nothing. He is someone I thought would uh, be viable this week. He was shut down pretty much the entire first half and ended up getting you a whopping three points in fantasy as he had 24 yards on two catches. The best player on San Francisco, not just because he is their best player, but also because of the connection he has. With C.J. Bethard is tight end George Kittle as he continues to ball out here. 98 yards on five catches and a touchdown gets you 18 points in fantasy. Again, if you've got him, he's an instant player every week. I think he has a very easy chance of finishing as a top five tight end this year, especially with the way that C.J. Bethard tar- targets him in the passing game. All right, and so that wraps up our Sunday afternoon slater and the rest of the games i wasn't able to get to yesterday now we will jump into the sunday night game where the cincinnati Bengals lost to the kansas city chiefs 10 to 45 and guys when, when it comes to andy dalton i'm just I, I i don't know what else to say except for this i'm stupid you're smart i was wrong you were right you're the best i'm the worst uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. Alright, as long as you're willing to admit that. I ranked Andy Dalton high again this week, uh, expecting him to have a good matchup as it really looked that way based on how bad Kansas City defense has been and how good he's looked and how good this offense has looked along with all the weapons he had. And he screwed me. He, I mean, he just did. He, He came through... Um got you came through. he got you eight points, uh you know he just fell apart in prime time like he tends to do. You know, I talked about it on Wednesday's podcast. that was my biggest fear is that sometimes more often than not, in these prime time games, Andy Dalton falls apart, and he did it again here, uh you know, like I said, eight points in fantasy, just a hundred and forty eight yards, a touchdown and an interception, just. A bad game. Joe Mixon didn't do much here either. 50 yards. Uh, didn't do anything. One yard in the receiving game. Andy Dalton. Or Andy Dalton. A.J. Green did come through for you. Which I did call. I did say the A.J. Green I thought was going to have a good game here. I felt the the way that um, the Chiefs do their coverages and everything. I thought A.J. Green had the better matchup. He did get 117 yards on 7 catches where Tyler Boyd just got the 27 yards on three catches so that was kind of something I guess I got right out of this game although you know again I really thought Andy Dalton would have himself a good game um, in fantasy here so like I said with uh, mixing in the 50 yards just came through with six points and then AJ Green was the only one who came through for you in the receiving game with 15 points getting the 117 yards As for the Kansas City Chiefs here, I mean, I don't know what else you can say about Patrick Mahomes except that he is good. He's kind of like a a big choo-choo train. His hype train just continues to, to live up to the hype, really. 33 points in fantasy this week. Um... You know, uh, there's really nothing else to say for this guy except that he's going to be a legit top-three quarterback likely all year and will finish the year as the top-three quarterback. 358 yards in the air, four touchdowns, one interception, added 45 yards on the ground. Obviously, Kareem Hunt comes through for you again here. 86 yards on the ground and a touchdown, and then added 55 yards and two touchdowns in the air. I think at this point... If you have a Kansas City Chief, you're starting them. This offense is just so explosive and so good. Uh, they're gonna. It seems like they're gonna come through for you every week. You know, Travis Kelsey, 95 yards on five catches, and Tyreek Hill, 68 yards on the one catch or the one catch and one touchdown uh, on seven catches. Like I said, all these guys. If you have them, you're starting them every week because this is exactly what they give you. So for fantasy point wise, again, Kareem Hunt. 34 points in fantasy this week. As I said, Patrick Mahomes, 33 points. Tyree Kill came through with 17 points. Even Sammy Watkins put up uh, 9.4 points. And then Travis Kelsey getting you 12 points. And then last but not least, the Monday night game that, well, I thought was going to be a shootout. Um, I'm, I believe many other people did as well. The New York Giants and the Atlanta Falcons with the Giants losing 20-23. to And I was somewhat right and somewhat wrong about this game so Eli Manning here put up 20 points in fantasy got 399 yards and just a one touchdown. I did not think Eli was going to have a good game. I had said that on yesterday's podcast. I was clearly wrong. Now he came through for you here. Where else I was wrong with Saquon Barkley. I thought that he would get over 100 yards in the rushing game. He got um, almost 100 yards altogether. 43 yards in the rushing game with a touchdown. um, And did add 51 yards in the receiving game on 9 catches. But again, still comes through for you in fantasy with 21 points. And then of course... I got both the wide receiver calls correct, though I said I didn't think Odell would score. He did, Uh, but Odell came through for you big time with 24 points in this game with 143 yards on nine catches and the touchdown, and then Sterling Shepard got you 167 yards on five catches, getting you 19 points in fantasy. And last but not least, Evan Ingram, in his first game back, put up three points. But again, he wasn't targeted that much, did just get the uh, the one catch for 10 yards, so didn't put up, or I'm sorry, he actually rushed for 10 yards, got 16 yards in the receiving game, so you can't, you know, I wouldn't expect much out of him either next week as well, but then going forward, I would expect Evan Ingram to be back to the stud that he was. For the Falcons here, so Matt Ryan uh, has another good game yet again, 19 points in fantasy, I expected a little bit more out of him, but... Realistically, he didn't need it as a lot of the beginning part of this game was really a close game. Uh, the defenses were playing really good, kind of shutting both these offenses out. But at the end of the day, put up 379 yards and a touchdown. Obviously, if he had put up more than one touchdown, he would have gotten the 20-plus points that I thought he was going to get. Tevin Coleman, I thought, looked really good here, which was good. Um, as I've said, I've really liked Tevin Coleman. But he struggled the past couple of weeks. Um, did get 50 yards on 11 carries and the touchdown. Uh, added 32 yards on just two catches in the receiving game. And I think that this firmly, uh, hopefully this shows that he is going to be the lead back for them while Devonta Freeman is out. He's going to not um, stop splitting as much with Ido Smith as he had been. Uh, did get you the 15 points in fantasy. Edo Smith just got you 5. I thought Edo Smith was going to actually have a decent game here. He did not do much of anything. Just 16 yards on the ground and 29 yards in the air. Uh, Calvin Ridley, another guy I thought might have a good game here. Uh, just 43 yards on 5 catches. I thought he was gonna. I actually, thought he would score in this game. As I thought they would kind of double up on Julio Jones, uh, allowing Ridley to make uh, get some open space and get uh, some yards and a touchdown did not happen. Did just get you 16 points in fantasy. Uh, Julio Jones gets you 13 points uh, with 104 yards on nine catches, and then. Of course, Marvin Hall, who everybody started, I'm sure, sixty-three yards on three catches with a touchdown. Really, the only guys to come through for you in fantasy in that game, and then uh, Austin Hooper, six points in fantasy. Uh, you know, not a not a bad day for him again. That's actually a fairly good day for for most tight ends, as the tight end position has kind of gone to shit. Forty-eight yards and just three catches. And so that is going to do it for all of our breakdowns. That is the rest of the Sunday games and obviously the Monday night game. Going forward um, here, since it doesn't look, I haven't been able to get a hold of John who usually does all the waiver wire stuff. So what I'm going to do now is just kind of give you a couple of my guys to add. I feel like this year is a little bit different. We haven't seen quite as many injuries as we have in the past. Um And obviously only really seen the one trade in Carlos Hyde going to Jacksonville. So I don't think a lot has opened up on the waiver wires. Uh, So I don't think there's a lot to talk about there. But I will hit on a couple guys that if they're available in your league, I would definitely grab now. And then last but not least, I will address the guys that I got wrong. Uh, I actually had a fairly good week in rankings. Uh, There's a couple guys that I seriously missed on. But that's going to happen, you know. uh, as I'm sure I've said before, this game is played on the field, not on paper. That's why it's so much fun to win um, when you do in your fantasy football leagues because some of it comes down to just how hard you're studying, different stuff. And, and it is a little bit of luck plugging in the right players and hoping that they go off for you the week that you have them in there. Um, but like I said, uh, missed on a couple guys here, big, pretty big uh, but for the most part, I actually had a really good week in rankings. You know, for instance, had Odell right up there at 2 because uh, I just couldn't quit him. And he ended up coming through for me, getting me 2 points. So, for the waiver wire, guys. So, if you are struggling at running back, uh, a couple guys here who I think are worth a pickup if they're available. Jalen Richard and Doug Martin of Oakland and Kenyon Bar- Barner of New England. So we'll start with Kenyon Barner first because he's a little bit easier. Sony Michelle we know is going to be out for multiple weeks. Uh, Kenyon Barner got a lot of good looks and some runs with James White in New England in this week. Uh, I don't expect James White to be the every down back. I don't think he's built for it. He succeeds and uh, is extremely relevant and dangerous in that receiving game out of the backfield. So I think they're going to leave him there and give Kenyon Barner uh, some of the carries. Uh, that Sony Michelle would usually get. He's owned in less than one percent of league, so chances are he's there. Uh, I'm not sure I would start him yet until I see a little bit more out of him, but he's definitely someone to look at picking up. Uh, Doug Martin is going to get the workload for Marshawn Lynch as Marshawn Lynch was put on IR today. Um, I don't, I don't know what to expect from Doug. So pick him up. Don't play him this week. Let's see what he does. John Gruden does seem to love those guys and plays them, gets them the carries. So if he can at least get uh, a bulk of the carries and put up okay numbers, he should be decent for fantasy. Uh, but the Oakland Raider back that I want is Jalen Rashard. They're both owned in seventeen percent of leagues. Uh, Jalen Rashard, I think, uh, does a great job in the receiving game. He's a great receiver out of the backfield. I think Oakland is going to be down more often than ahead, which I think leans more toward the Jalen Richard narrative. Um, Any other RBs, I'm not seeing anybody that's really unowned. Um, Ado Smith, Capri Bibbs, I would imagine have got to be owned in most leagues. If Chris Ivory is available, and whether you are or aren't the LaShawn McCoy owner, I would definitely try and get him as he's kind of got that backfield to himself, at least this week. Someone I think who could have a good week. Um, maybe Martavius Bryant in Oakland. He is owned in less than 2% of leagues. I think with the shipping out of Amari Cooper, it gives him a real good shot to jump up into that wide receiver too. That again, I don't think this offense is going to be very good as a whole. And I mean, really, to be honest with you guys, I'm not really seeing anybody else. Uh Smith in 8% of leagues. Obviously, I would grab him, especially with Ted Ginn being out. I think he has a chance to possibly be the new Ted Ginn. Uh, and then Tyra Williams, he was the one that I had circled, I was trying to find, uh, only just 8% of leagues again, the Chargers are on a bye this week, uh, so chances are if he's out there, nobody else is gonna try and grab him, knowing that he's on a bye. I think this is your chance to grab him if he is available, um, I do think that he's gonna have more games where he puts up decent numbers than doesn't, uh, so that is gonna do it for the waiver wire, for me at least, uh, today, And so last but not least, I'm going to give you guys the guys that I was wrong about um, on my rankings last week. Again, not a whole lot at each position, but some guys that I really messed up on um, and starting at quarterback. Let me tell you why I suck. my biggest mistake at quarterback was obviously Mitch Trubisky. I had him ranked at 4. Not necessarily that I didn't believe in him. He has been coming on as of late. I just thought more of the New England Patriots defense. I thought that they would scheme ways to kind of uh, deceive him and make him throw some picks. Uh, I had him ranked number 14th. He finished second. Again, having a huge day. Uh, Next up, Jared Goff. I had him ranked 17th. Did not expect him uh I actually like I said I think on Friday's podcast uh those games are usually tighter than it was Sunday. I thought, you know, the the rivals part of it, it would be a decent game like a 20 to 17 game or a 17 to 14 game. So I wouldn't expect I wasn't expecting golf to be able to put up the numbers that he did. Had him ranked at 17, he finished 7. And last but not least my boy Kirky Cousins uh Real, I guess for points-wise, let me down yet again. I had him ranked as the number one quarterback overall. Uh, and he finished 14th. Next up for the running backs. Uh, I mean, I really messed up here on Todd Gurley, guys. I had him ranked third. He finished first. I'm sorry, I had him ranked first. He finished third. It's a bad game for Todd. If, I mean, if you've got him, cut him. If you haven't been in any of my leagues, trade him to me now because he's, he's worthless. Uh, obviously, I'm just kidding about that. But Marlon Mack... Was a guy I really kind of messed up? I uh, I had him ranked 34th, mostly because I did not think that he was going to be able to do what he did, and he he finished with sec- finished second. Of course, having three touchdowns on the day really helps you get your fantasy points. Deion Lewis is another guy. As bad as that offense had been, I could not trust him. To put up the points that he did. Hopefully they continue to use the offense that they used in London. Even though they lost uh, coming off that uh, that game Sunday morning. Hopefully they'll be they'll be able to continue using him the way that they did. If so, I like that for Deion Lewis. They are on a bye this week. Uh, I had him ranked 41st. He finished 7th. Christian McCaffrey just continues to be a, th- a thorn in my side. Uh, I had him ranked 8th, he finished 21st, and a lot of that just coming from the fact that he barely got any uh, carries uh, in this game. Didn't even hit double digits in carries and wasn't able to put up the yardage or get a touchdown that we needed in fantasy. And then last but not least, DJ David Johnson. So I had him ranked 4, as I talked about on Thursday, because of how bad the... Denver's Broncos defense had been getting gashed by running backs the past couple weeks. Well, they decided to fix that little leak and take care of David Johnson as well. He did almost nothing on the day and again finished 32nd when I had him ranked 4th. For wide receivers, Jarvis Landry, I had him ranked 13th. He finished 4th, a lot of that coming from the fact that he was smart enough to extend that football over the goal line and get a touchdown. Um, As a Browns fan, I'm not even mad, Uh, and I love that he did that. Uh, Tyro Williams, I had him ranked 51st. He finished 5th. Uh, it's just hard for me to trust those guys who are really just downfield threats because if they have a decent corner on them and the quarterback can't force them the ball or they keep taking themselves out of the play, then they're not going to do anything for you every week. So Tyro Williams is definitely someone I'd play. Uh, If I was hurting at the wide receiver position, but I'm not too upset with having him ranked so low as I wasn't expecting him to come through. And that goes to the next guy as well, Danny Amendola, where I had him ranked 54th, and he finished 7th, mostly coming in the fact that Kenny Stills and Albert Wilson both got hurt. And um, Amendola here was able to get the touchdown. And then last but not least for the wide receivers, Tajay Sharp. Uh, I had him ranked 65th. He finished 16th. Again, just a huge game for him. Uh, Made a couple good plays. Uh, I did not expect that out of him, and he showed me. At tight end, uh, Michael Roberts for the Detroit Lions. I had him ranked 27th. I honestly didn't think he was going to do anything. Finished 4th, getting multiple touchdowns does that for you. And same with Dallas Goddard. Uh, I had him ranked 26th. He finished 7th due to the touchdown. It was a great touchdown, too, Uh, and, and uh, manufactured mostly by him as well. It wasn't something that Wentz just threw it into the end zone. He got, he uh, he did most of the work to get that and get his point. So good on them. Uh, so that'll do it for today's podcast. Uh, like I said, chances are I will likely not be able to do one tomorrow due to some stuff going on on my day job. So what uh, I will do is have my rankings, uh, you know, some of the players, again, that was a really good week for who I got right. I may address a couple of those guys on Thursday's podcast, Um, but Thursday's podcast will mostly be focused on my top 10 guys uh, for my rankings. I'll talk about the top 10 players at each position. Um, likely we'll go over some college games, though. I might have to take that off the agenda depending on how late it is that I get home on Thursday. Uh, and definitely we'll have a Thursday night preview done on Thursday's podcast as well. So, again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast. If you have any questions, ever want to get on the show, talk fantasy, or have any questions about your leagues or anything else, you can always hit me up at SportsFanaticM. Be on Twitter, or you can email fantasyroundtable at yahoo.com all underscore, and I will get back to you on that as quickly as I can as well, so have a great day tonight guys, have a great night, if you guys like baseball, we got the first game of the World Series on tonight, so enjoy that, and likely I won't talk to you guys again until Thursday, peace Prepare for glory I don't know if you got your popcorn ready Do you got your pop on ready I came like out the wrong line already. And he's in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Going up above his head. They can't jump and leave. late. Oh, they tackle the in the corner. Who can make a play? I can. Who can make a play? I can. Please. I can. Please. Please.